after a 21-year hiatus, the Weichuan Dragons are coming back. It's a much-anticipated return for the four-time Taiwan Series champions. They won before in 1990, 1997, 1998, and 1999. This group of players, though, they're coming off a successful first season as a group. They won the Future Series in 2020, and now they're looking to take that success and bring it to the world's most unpredictable baseball league. They're joining the Rackets and Monkeys, the Fubon Guardians, the CTBC Brothers, and the Uni President Lions. Today, each of those four teams are about to lose a player in the expansion draft process. We'll have that in just a moment. We'll also take a look at the free agency situation and monitor the progress and predictions for the four teams already in the league as they move forward. And before we start, I'd just like to wish everybody listening from the U.S. a very happy belated Thanksgiving. I hope your day was filled with great food and plenty of whatever flavor of pie you like most. This was supposed to be the half hour point until the announcement, but guess what? It's not the half hour point until the announcement because we already know the four. So let's introduce the round table. It is Rob from CBPL Stats. It is Ryan Chen. It is Daniel Shi. It is Evan Escher. It is Infield Fly Girl. Rob, I'll start with you. Everything switched. It, it did a whole 180. How are you, Rob? I was good. Friday night. So, can't get any better than that. Uh, everything was supposed to be like, I, I made this the big suspense. Uh, everything was supposed to build up to the half hour point of the show. And then it was supposed to be, okay, now we know who's getting picked. We know who's getting picked. It got leaked about half an hour ago. Then a bunch of sources confirmed it, including the manager of the Weichuan Dragons. Rob, do you want to walk us through those four picks? Oh, basically, uh, somebody broke the embargo. And there you go. We got the list early. So what we have here is we have four player uh, was stuff from the was stuff from the top. We have the brothers Udonglong. Udonglong is a second baseman. And Guardians Chen Pingjie, who's is uh, who's able to play in both infield and outfield, so so basically utility player. Uh, the uni lines left-hander Wang Yupu, it's a bit of a side um left hand left-hander fastball can reportedly hit about one um hundred fifty k, but uh have a little control issue. So we'll see how that we'll see how that goes, and finally. The monkeys catcher Liu Sihao. So the way this was looking before, it looked like they would go more pitching heavy. They ended up going for two hitters and then a catcher who's also a hitter and then the one pitcher. Uh, Rob, I'll stick with you for this one just because you have the inside sources on it. Uh, do you know what the switch was? Why they decided to go more hitter uh, heavy well, or later on? Originally, they were considering going with a uh, two-pitcher, assuming he, they will pick up another pitcher from the brothers, since the brothers do have a better pitching staff in in the CBBO. That will be my that will be my guess. However, you know they probably decide if Udonlong's on the if Udonlong's on the list, then you know why don't we get a more capable player, and we can always get more pitcher later on. Maybe that is the reason why they decided to, um, you know, not to not to draft a pitcher from from the brothers. Daniel, I want to get your take now. Daniel Shi, uh, also joining us, he runs the CPPL Twitter account. You brought out your predictions about twenty 
minutes, half an hour before the pics were thrown on social media. They were a little bit different. Can you walk us through your thought process for your picks? And then how surprised were you when you saw the actual list? Oh, okay. So, um, so it is quite different from the actual list. And that is, first of all, I did not, uh, did not anticipate Udonon to not be protected. Um, so, uh, I agree with Rob. I think at first, if you're the dragons, because overall CPPO pitching depth isn't that strong, you pick, you get more, you would go for more pitching than hitting. Um, but because Udonon is on the market that I think they changed their strategy on the fly there. Um, so I went with the original strategy which they announced, uh, yesterday, which was two pitchers, uh, one infielder, well, well, one fielder and one catcher. And so um, I picked uh, pitching uh, pitchers from the Guardians and the Lions, which was uh, Yo Tingwei and Ling Ziwei. Both are young. Both didn't get a lot of appearances in 2020 in the uh, first team level. And both teams have a little bit of potential. Um, and obviously, Ling Ziwei for the Lions is a lefty. So you, you want that left. Uh, you want, you know, you, you can never have too many lefties in your bullpen. Uh, both guys are bullpen guys are not starters and then for the the monkeys uh you know you look at all the the catchers that will not be protected um i think Liu Shihao and Huang Junsheng for the brothers are the two most exciting picks um but uh Liu Shihao um, I picked him because on the brothers side uh they have a little bit more toys other than catchers you know they have a little bit more uh better they have better choices um outside of the position than the monkeys. So on the brother side, I actually picked the veteran shortstop Wang Shengwei, uh, who uh, was the starting shortstop on, on, up until this year. Um, he was struggling in spring training, started the season in uh, the future series squad, um, and Jiang Kunyu took over the shortstop position, uh, and, and Wang Shengwei never really had had the job back, and I don't think he will get the job back next year. Um, but he is a very exciting pick for the... He would be a very exciting pick for the Dragons because, first of all, he has a lot of experience. He knows how to lead. He's a great guy in the clubhouse. And he, I think he can. I, I think after a full off season, which he didn't get last year because he played in the Premier Twelve, after a full off season, which helps him uh, recover with his aging body, uh, and he all still plays pretty good defense, uh, he would have been a pretty good pick for the Bat Dragons. But obviously, if Udong Rong was unprotected, uh, which he is, he he eventually right. was. How much uh, of a he, surprise he, was that to you? That was as big a surprise as I could possibly imagine, uh, because uh, you know I I mean obviously when I was going through my picks I I needed you know kind of guess which players are being protected, and I you know I thought each team will probably protect six or seven uh, infielders. Um, six is probably the base, um, and then maybe if they're um, if they have a lot of infielders, they probably go seven. Um, but it uh, doesn't matter if it's six or seven, Udong will definitely be uh, the top five or six infielders in the brothers' clubhouse. Uh, he doesn't have to be the starting second baseman to be protected. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you put Yue Donghua at second base, right? First base, Xu Ji Hong, 
second base, Xue Donghua, short, Zhang Kuo doesn't even need to be protected, right? So that's one more slot that you can put in. Wang Weichun at third. So you have three starters that, you know, three starters that you, you protect. You got at least two more spots. You're telling me that Wu Dongrong, the best second baseman, you know, uh, allegedly, you know, the, the, the guy who won the best 10 award uh, in the CBBO award show, um, the best second hitting second baseman in 2020 doesn't, isn't your top four infielder outside of Jung Kui and the other three that I just picked. I, I could not imagine the brothers not protecting him. Again, I understand that he might not be your starter going to next year, mm-hmm. but it's not like you're only protecting starters in your 18 protection list because there are 18 people rather than nine. Ryan, I'm going to turn to you. This is uh, Ryan Chen. If you're listening after the facts, he is a English commentator for the CBPL, among other things, plus league basketball as well. You're looking at uh, Wudong Rong being selected by the Dragons. That is a vote of confidence to Yudong Hua. And I guess it, sing- it signals the turning of the page in that direction. How much of this, though, is also a side effect of this being a league where trades don't happen a whole lot? Well, it's been said a lot of times that the brothers have the best um, farm club on up until the Dragons participated in the, the future season in the future series. So I think I'd agree with that because trades don't happen. They probably were looking at um, being okay with losing Udonong. Um, he doesn't provide that much utility as a ball player. Um, he only plays second base. Uh, he doesn't, doesn't profile as a very strong hitter. He profiles as like a capable hitter. Um, defensively, I definitely saw a lot of lapses in the early parts of the season, perhaps because of short and spring training. Mm-hmm. Um, generally sure-handed, but we've seen that fluctuate. And to Danny's point, you know, the Dragons are probably looking at um, boosting their strength everywhere. Infield Fly Girl joins us as well. This is the uh, first time we're going to her. I want to talk about the Rakuten Monkeys now. Liu Hao is the pick for the dragons you're a big monkeys fan what was your takeaway this was this was really the only pick coming into today where we kind of knew we kind of had a sense of what it would be it was kind of out there uh but what's your reaction to this pick it's a lot of mixed feelings um the pick was inevitable it's if they were looking for a veteran catcher lucia how was the the pick to pick um i'm sad I'm very sad, um, just on a personal level, but he's he's a good catcher. He deserves full-time play, um, and that's what he'll get over the Dragons. And, um, and I really feel like the Dragons have gotten a, a major boon in his clubhouse presence um, for, for a team that's going to be trying to, to find its own identity. Um, Lucia Howe will be... He'll be good for them, and it'll be good for him to have full-time play, and I'm horrifically sad to see him go. So what are your expectations for the Monkeys at catcher going forward? Uh, does Lin Hung Yu uh, stay kind of in the picture? Is he more of a DH, Liao Zhenfu? Yeah, Liao Fu is going to be the guy going forward, if you ask me. Um, I, I see... Lin Hong Yu maybe taking 
you know, a backseat, at least as far as his catcher duties go. Um, probably transitioning into more of a full-time DH within the next season or two. Um, I would like to see Yan Hongchun get some more time. I, I think he's got some real defensive skill if he can get his bat working. Um, but yeah, that's it's it's going to be pretty much Baby Jeff and, and Lin Hong Yu going forward. Evan Escher, as well, joins us, not a sports journalist, on YouTube and Twitter. Uh, Evan, what are your general thoughts as we sort of recap these top four uh, draft picks for the Wei one Dragons? I think uh, for picking up uh, Yu, or sorry, Wu Tongrong uh, from the brothers, I, I would imagine he'll be their primary shortstop or second baseman going forward. So that's a huge offensive pickup for them. And then uh, Liu Shihao, out of I'll imagine either primary or secondary catcher uh, for the Dragons uh, next season. And for the uh, Lions, I, not a huge loss. The uh, Wang Yupu had a 10 ERA in the second team this year. So not a huge, not a loss at all for the Lions, I'd say. And for the Guardians, Chen uh, Pinchie, I think he was, he spent most of the time in the minor leagues this season too. So not a big loss for them either. So let's flip that. And Rob, I want to go back to you for this one. Let's flip that and say, okay, these are the four picks. Are there any team, is there any team here that was worried about the expansion draft and now is delighted that they went with this guy instead of this guy? Are there any players that they're glad they kept, essentially? Probably not. I mean, when you think about it, yeah, when you, th yeah, when you think about it, there's not. I mean, eighteen player is doesn't seem like a lot, right. but when you add the eighteen player, also the uh the free agent and the you know all the draftee from twenty 2020 twenty and twenty nineteen, there isn't that many player to pick from anyway. So so, I think it'll be fine. I mean, this the player they took, none of them are. How would you say are they they like not primary player they're right. more like a fringe like a fringy you know like a fringy first team player except for Wudong Long. Right. now <laughs> there's the thing about Wudong Long is um there was a rumor leading up to the taiwan series that he had a little problem a little wronging with the the team's hitting coach that both of them don't get along but uh but you know is that uh, potentially why he didn't see a ton of time in the Taiwan series? Or I didn't see. Perhaps. I don't think he took any time in the Taiwan series. Perhaps, perhaps that's a perhaps that's a reason because. And, but once again, we would never know because they'll they'll never admit it. Right. But uh, but it, it does make it. You know, I mean, you do see if you read between the lines. I mean, uh, decent second baseman, guy who won the best ten award. It's not even in the Taiwan series, so you know it speak you know the, the the facts speak for themselves you were a big uh proponent of the fact that these four teams should have should have been forced to release those lists to the public that should have been a public thing um do you think it, it's just such a hard one to kind of frame the question around because it seems like something mm. that would be a helpful source for everybody and would drum up hype 
to the event, right? Do you think exactly. it was handled exactly. well by the league? No, no, I know. I mean, the whole thing about hiding. Um, look, I'm a big, I'm a big supporter, big advocate for um, transparency. Right. You make a trans, you know, you make the list transparent. What's a big? What, what is the big deal? I mean, make a 18 man roster. You get either get protected or you don't. I mean, who cares? Same thing with salary. I mean, look, you make a. You, once you make, uh, once you make things all transparent, it, you will just simplify things. You know, by hiding stuff, you just make it more complicated and complicated. And if you and make it public, it, you and, also get a bunch of fans and wondering who it's going to be and breaking down the list and everything right that could drum up more it's exactly exactly like if you made that if you make that list public you will they will probably get at least what like 30 40 you know 30 40 news article from the legit uh you know media to you know to write about it but instead they choose to you know keep it to the chest daniel i'm actually uh curious to hear your take on that too protection list not being public yeah yeah, I was uh, when Ryan and I hung out a couple of weeks ago, a couple of Sundays ago. We were talking about this. Who, who, who's really hurt, right? Who, whose feelings are they protecting from not making this public? Um, and uh, if you're a player and you, you know, you feel like you will be hurt if you if you're not in the protection list, and you know, doesn't shouldn't that motivate you to work harder in the following season? And um, if you're, if the GMs are the ones that feel like they they will be scrutinized for the production lists, then the GMs really uh, should know better because, uh, uh, just like like basically like all the points that you guys made, right. um, how 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 does it help? How does it hurt the league? And therefore, hurt you if uh, people are are discussing it after, like uh, even in the off season. You know, like having talking points, have, having a buzz during the off season is something that every league should uh, be dreaming about. Mm-hmm. And the the CPPO decided to not uh, to not have that to to uh, to not create those to, to, to not create buzz during the off season, which. I don't know if I if that's a if that's a good choice, but um, that's you know it is what it is, and there's nothing really people can do about it. And one of the reasons I bring that up is because two corners of the fandom for any league, one of them is hype on Twitter, and another one is hype through dissecting things on something like a YouTube video. IFG is really really good at building hype through. Twitter for uh, CPBL, for Lidom from the Dominican Republic, and Evan does the YouTube side of things. So I want to hear from both of you as well, uh, just on how being more transparent could bring in uh, more hype for an event like this. Uh, IFG, I guess I'll start with you. Absolutely. It's a fantastic point to bring up. It's a, having something like this uh, out in the open and public. You know, you list... We knew that the expansion draft was coming up for all season, right? Uh, we knew that there was this protection list that was going to be set after the season was over. Once you release that set of names, we're creating an environment where there's something to talk about. We can sit all day long and and 
assume that we know who's going to be protected, but that's taking that huge list of names on every roster and boiling it down to like, we know these people are okay. Here's what's left over. Um, people love armchair quarterbacking. They love to strategize. They, they want to play, you know, backseat manager or what have you. And when that information is out and available, um, it's, it's a really easy way to generate buzz. You know, there's, there's commentary. You can argue about who they should have protected, who they shouldn't have protected. Um, so not having that has sort of, it's, it's reduced the opportunity to drive um, conversation and buzz about this event. So yeah, I, I wish it, they had put that out there. It's something the league is uh, clearly growing with uh, as this kind of progresses. This year was a massive jump with all the English broadcasts, getting some English stuff on the site. And it doesn't all have to be English or anything. I'm just, that's the way it's uh, growing right now. Daniel, was brought on to do some stuff with the Twitter account and that's awesome stuff as well. Mm -hmm. But how can CPBL evolve from here and really grow in terms of fan interaction and everything? What would you suggest? For me, I, it's, it's so hard to put a, to put a finger on, you know, what, what is even, you know, obviously, I don't know everything that they do to generate hype. There's a massive language barrier. Um, I don't have all of the information. But I know as far as the information that I'm able to dig up, that I'm able to receive, a lot of it is... A lot of the buzz that you see generated is negative. There's, there's a lot of, you know, uh, so-and-so is calling out this other team for what they're doing and this team's fan base is mad at this team's fan base and I would love to see more information about the behind the scenes stuff coming out from the league to generate positive interaction um, rather than everybody speculating about who's doing what behind the scenes in order to jockey themselves into a more favorable position um, I want to see what the teams themselves are doing to build their team for the future to generate buzz and excitement. Um, so yeah, having, having things coming directly from the league, it helps them to create their own narrative uh, rather than allowing the rumor mill to dictate what everybody's talking about. And I guess on the flip side of that is stuff like YouTube videos. We've seen it with major league baseball and other sports where in recent years, even league approved in some cases, uh, YouTubers have come up and just, created different kinds of videos when it comes to cppl one of those youtubers is evan and evan now that the draft is past us it kind of was a messy launch how are you going to approach uh stuff from the league in the future and what would you suggest just to i guess same thing as ifg what would you suggest from the league to help content creators out and help everything keep on going uh, discussion-wise? I guess I'll just start off. Um, I, like, like look at the NFL, for example. Now I know comparing the CPVL to uh, the NFL is uh, not really a fair comparison, but in the NFL, like, the season ends in February, and then in March, they have free agency, and then the combine, and then in April, they have the draft. So even two to three months after the season is over, there's still a lot of buzz generated 
around what's happening because they make those events to, to their credit they they make those events um must see or if you're a fan of that league you're you're going to be tuned in so yeah I, I would find like i guess if you had the expansion uh lists public maybe a week or so before uh the expansion draft yeah that would generate some buzz um not only around taiwan but also for people like us who are covering the league from abroad uh ryan i'm gonna switch to you now because i want to go back onto the baseball on the field type stuff now that we're done with the expansion draft there's no more speculation we know the four names these four names aren't going to significantly change the Dragons' outlook for next season. But it was a team that won in the second league. They were champions down there. They have a storied history. They enter at a time when it's a bit uncertain. The Uni Lions were pretty bad for the first half of this year, but won the championship. The Monkeys were pretty bad in the second half, but really good the last couple of years. It's such an uncertain viewpoint from someone coming in. Where do you think the Dragons will come in and slot in talent-wise and maybe standings-wise in 2021? You look at the standings and even the Fubon Guardians and the CTBC brothers. Uh, Daniel, I guess I'll switch it to you actually right now because I think we're just having a bit of trouble getting to Ryan. You look at the way the Dragons are coming in. Where are they setting up to be? I, I, I think the Dragons, you would expect them to be uh, finishing fourth, uh, fifth in the 2021 season. However, look at their starting rotation, having uh, a guy with significant, uh, relatively significant MLB experience in one way, John, leading the starting rotation, and then potentially having Liao Renlei or Luo Jiaren, who both have pretty good resumes um, in terms of overseas experience. Luo Jiaren seems to be finding his groove uh, under... Uh, Daddy Leaf um, in 2020 in the future series as well. So does he, you use him as a bullpen guy or do you put him in a rotation? And then not only that, you have uh, uh, you have four uh, first team foreign players next year. Not three. Uh, they can't. They cannot all be a pitcher uh, or a fielder. So it has to be a combination of both. Um, you would expect them to have three pitchers and a one uh, fielder and stuff like that, but. Um, having one extra foreign player can really boost the Dragons in 2021. Um, so, and, yeah. sorry to cut in there. When it comes to the foreign pitcher market, there's going to be a few of them coming in next year, perhaps for the first time. So maybe every team except the Uni Lions. The Uni Lions might get one, but they're mostly set. Where, How appealing would going to the Dragons be compared to going to the other team? Or is it all about money in that sense? Um, first of all, I think the brothers are pretty much set too. I don't think they will go too far away from Reyes and Depola and well, uh, you know, assuming that our you know no uh, KBO and the MPB don't right. offer more money to Arturo Reyes, but I I think they're pretty uh, they'll be pretty happy with Rogers, uh, Depola and Reyes, and let's see if Miranda takes takes a pay cut or if, he, if he's on a multi year deal. Um, I know Rob knows that a little bit more than I do, um, but uh, on the Dragons side, um, you know, to me, a lot of the foreign players when they come in, they don't necessarily look at how good the team is because of 
from the, the lack of knowledge of Taiwanese baseball, and also it's a four or five team league. You know, you you see what the Lions have done last year. Like, it can be a weak. You you know, you might come in with a team that that probably isn't there talent wise, but is it's such a small league that you know you have a hot month and you can win a half season and you can go to the playoffs. So, um, so it's not. I don't think a foreign player will look at the Dragons going, oh, they're an expansion team, so they're not winning, so I'm not coming to Taiwan. Like, uh, realistically, I don't think winning a championship in Taiwan would be a foreign player's number one goal. It is 5 o'clock p.m. in Taiwan as of right now as we record this, which means it was supposed to be the time when we would get details on the four uh, players coming over to the Wei Chuan Dragons. If you missed it, it is Wudong Rong, it is Liu Jihao, it is Wang Yupu, and it is Chen Pinche coming over to the Dragons. Those are the four uh, moving teams for 2021. Speaking of moving teams, and I want to get Rob's opinion on the foreign pitcher landscape, but I also want to get just a little bit after that into the free agency scene because there's a lot of controversy, there's a lot of names out there, and uh, we got, we got to go into that a little bit. But, Rob, starting with the foreign pitcher market, how much pressure do you think there will be from NPB and KBO teams on the current pitchers? And how how is the situation shaping up for everybody else? I think it will be all right for... for I don't think you will see KBO and NPB poaching uh, the CBB or foreign player this year. Because, I mean, they all got their own channel. I mean, so there is absolutely no reason for them to take in the CPBO player, uh, no, sorry, the CPBO foreign player. Right. Um, the the most valid the most valid case you might see will be the KBO taking the CPBO foreign pitcher mid season. That will be the like uh, the the most likely option to uh, you know to happen because you know like I mean they they show the they need a pitcher fast and you know you do have a you know you do have a decent pitcher from Taiwan that's able to pitch so make. You know, and you you most likely they will be pretty easy to buy out too. I mean, like sixty k, eighty k, I don't know, somewhere around that. And you should be able to, they should be able to buy them out. But uh, so, so I guess you, to flip that, yeah, then, they'll, they'll be, uh, I'll be about. Is it more likely that CBPL teams take from the NPB and the KBO? CBP will definitely take, keeping an eye on the the. I don't like to use that word, but but reject the the KBO reject. <laughs> the guys who didn't go so well. Uh, in the KBO. So, <laughs> well, well, not exactly. Like more like they decided not to resign them, even right. though they did well. I mean, even though they did, you know, like, like on an average level. I mean, they, maybe they, for some reason they found a better, they found a better, more younger, better pitcher. They decided not to go with them. So those will be on the CBBO's watch list, definitely. Uh, MPB, I don't know. I mean, maybe, but I think KBO is a much better option. Now, uh, now, as for the Dragons forum player, um, I think I think Daniel also says some. I, I agree with Daniel. I mean, winning the championship, having being on a good team, is not the deciding factor for the for any forum player that's you know thinking about coming to play for the Dragon. It all, it all come down to money. So the paycheck is what determines it. I mean, paying them 40, uh, paying them 400 K, 500 K. Of course you could get someone to come in to pitch for the dragons. Evan, do you have a point about, uh, Brock Dykstorn here? I, I just, I don't really need to elaborate. I just 
because you guys are talking about uh, players going from the KBO and then next season in the CPBL. So I just brought up Brock Fox as an example. Yeah, uh, KBO 2019, CPBL 2020, if you're listening after the facts. Uh, I had another question for you, Rob, but it's not coming to me. So let's move on, uh, keeping things nice and smooth here. Looking at free agents in general in this league, there's a few of them uh, from each team. We'll go through just a little bit. But first, I want to I want to single one out. I want to single out Wang Qingming because he retracted his free agency status. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I don't really understand why, but I know there's a reason, uh, and it's related to that expansion draft in some way. Can you just go into that and explain... Uh, that for everybody who might not know all the situations there. Okay, so whole thing started. Look, here's a too long didn't read version. All right, so basically the CPBO tried to copy the CPBO copy the MPB and KBO's free agency policy. Uh, MPB, MPB and KBO's free agent system, and they didn't do it properly. That's that's the that what sounds about. So the rule is. Can each team will be able to? Well, it depends on how many players. If more than eight, if less than eight players declared free agency, then each team can only sign two player. However, they missed the line. You know, like in they they miss they somehow missed the line. In in the MPB and KBO, those two player, uh, how would you say it? the the team can resign. Uh, What's the best way to say it? The, the team can resign the player back to their team right. without using the 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 signing limit. But however, the for some reason the CBBO seems to forgot to copy that part. So now each team there's a hard cap of two player limits. Oh, so which is so great. <laughs> so for example, so for so this is not this is not good at all. So for example, the uni line have three players declared free agency this offseason. Mm-hmm. We have uh you have Wang Jinmin, Chai Yongji, and Fu Yugang. So that's three out. They can sign two back. So they cannot sign another one back. That's, yeah, that, that's, a, that's just a broken so system, if, right? It's a broken system. So and I also heard rumor of again, this is a rumor what I heard. Originally, back in back in the early day, they do have that. They do have that. Uh, you know, they do have that written on, on the uh in, in the FA policy. Mm-hmm. However, they changed it again in like a couple of years ago, and then they so, so now it's a hard cap. So maybe it's an oversight. I don't know, but but yeah, it, it's definitely it's definitely something. Uh, you know, the league definitely messed up with that. So what's the current status with that rule? Did they? <laughs> pull it back is it still two maximum they yeah still two maximum right now okay so hopefully maybe in the next gm meeting they will do something about maybe you know just basically just add one more extra line is there a deadline somewhere say that restricts a couple of players from signing will is there a deadline to where you can sign them again is that like in spring training, would you be able to sign someone if he's still a free agent? Basically, you, I think you pretty much want to sign them before spring training. I mean, there's no, I mean, basically, if they declare free agency, they, they're free agents. So right. you're, you're free to approach them anytime you want. But 
but ideally you do want to get them before uh sprint training and but sprint training in the cppl do coming early like like coming in like january or february i guess so, i guess my um, question is say you're the uni lions and you've signed wang Qingming and fu yu gong uh just for the sake of argument, let's say Wang Qingming did not retract his free agency status and they have those three free agents. Let's say they they signed those two. Maya Saru's still out there and he doesn't have much interest from the other teams. At what point could the Uni Lions go back and sign him? Or is there a point? Uh, uh well I I think for for, for Maya Saru, he's definitely coming back. I mean he's one of the you know, it's got that strong lions. Oh, 100%. Line, I'm just saying, like, with a... in this situation, for, like, just... I'm, I'm using names rather than players in this situation. Mm-hmm. Like, what if that was the case where Mayasuru would love to play in the league, but none of the other teams want him, the Uni Lions aren't allowed to sign him? When would they be allowed to sign him, right? That will be next year. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's pretty much mandatory retirement. Oh, that's... Uh... That's a bit brutal, to be honest. Uh, Daniel, I want to get your take on another part of this free agency this year where players were declaring free agency to avoid the team having to put them on the list uh, for the expansion draft. There were rumors uh, around a few players like Zhang Zhihao, Cho Su Chi with the brothers, whether they wanted to be free agents or they just wanted to be free agents for a little bit so they could get through the expansion draft and then sign them back so they could protect uh, 18 other players. What's your take on all that? And is that a system that needs changed? That is not a system that needs changed because this is, this will probably be the only expansion draft in the next 10 years. Um, So we don't need to worry about that in the future. Um, But I think in the case of Hollywood, he's probably one of the more, um, let's test my market kind of free agent. Uh, Zhou Suqi as well. Um, I don't know. I actually forgot if Rob mentioned this, but yeah. So, um, so it for a foreign player uh, for a free agent to be signed by a team that's not the original team. Uh, so for example, if Hollywood gets signed by the Monkeys, then the Monkeys have to pay. Uh, I think one and a half times the total salary of Hollywood's last year with the brothers to the brothers. Oh, okay. One point, uh, um, one and a quarter times the total salary of his 2020 annual salary to the brothers. So for example, if the, if the Hollywood made made a million dollars in 2020 and the monkeys signed him, not only do the monkeys have to offer Hollywood a new contract, he will have to pay, one million dollars and one million two hundred fifty thousand dollars to the brothers. This all seems so none like, of these guys. It none seems of these to guys discourage un- player movement, doesn't it? None of these guys are unrestricted free agents because the the teams have way more power. Like, this, don't even try to compare the CPPR free agency to the American leagues be- uh, because. Uh, the balance between labor and and uh, what what's the other what's the corresponding one the, the basically the, the bosses and the players are so right. not balanced so unbalanced that that the, basically they're all un, unrestricted they're all unrestricted uh, free agents so if you're a, uh, so for Hollywood uh, to for him to sign with another team the new team has to pay around nine million uh, NTD to uh, to the old team. So I don't think uh, I mean Hollywood is probably worth that money, 
right? Because he is uh, still in his prime, in the latter years of his prime, but still in his prime. He's a pretty good outfielder and all of that. Um, for the case of Miles Siru, um, I think, yeah, Miles Siru is definitely staying with the Lions. He said that. He said that publicly. Okay. Um, Joe Sitchi, I think, is a re- very, very interesting uh, uh, case because he, first of all, he's the head of the union, so it's, it'll be weird if he doesn't claim free agency. That's one. Two, there is more, the, 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 the vibe is that he's doing that to, to avoid, to, to help the brothers pick another player to protect. Right. That's number two. But Joseph T is doing, so remember, so there's a nine-year thing, so you have to be on the same team for nine years in order to have free agency rights. And you, so you can claim it. If you claimed it, and then you did not move, you did not change your team, you can claim it, I think, uh, four years later. And if you claim it four years later, then the fee that the new team has to pay the old team is cut in half, right? So um, Joseph Chi, if he moves, if he if he goes to a new team, the new team only has to pay only quote unquote uh, only has to pay the brothers around three million dollars, three three million dollars and, and some change, right? So right. compared to other players, Joseph Chi, by the way, had a career year at what thirty eight years old. He's old, yeah, it was but incredible. He can, <laughs> yeah, he 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 he's old, but he can hit, and he had a career, huge career year. And compared to other free agents, he's very cheap to buy. And so, Joseph, I think, is a very intriguing choice. However, again, he is thirty-eight, right? So, um, for, so to return to your question, I don't think their expansion draft and the free agency will overlap anytime soon because I don't think there'll be a new team just based on how much the Dragons are being ripped off in, in the last two years. Um, and uh, the fact that, you know, you look at the rules, you look at the re- regulations for free agency, um, there, is a, there is a reason why no team, no players had changed their, uh, changed their allegiance in the last four years and no trades had happened since 2013. Let's get into more of that fun stuff with free agency and less about the technical part of free agency. You guys did a fantastic job explaining that. Thank you very much. Because it's not really a simple system, let's be honest. Uh, but let's get to the fun stuff. Let's get to the players. And I want to start with Zhang Hao, Hollywood. Ryan, let's try again with you just to see if your uh, technical issues are... Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Welcome back. Zhang uh, Hao, where do you see him going and who's the best fit? Zhang mm, Hao. From what I've seen, is not profiling anymore as a everyday kind of center fielder, and so with that in mind, um, would it be too scary to think that he might become a lion? Probably. Um, the Guardians are pretty set with Inza uh, and the Shrimp Fisherman in center. So the other possibility has been talked about is with the um, Rakuten Monkeys. Um, plenty of people, plenty of voices have said. Uh, Air center fielder and possible leadoff man, uh, Chen Chen Wei. I need some more seasoning. I actually think that you'd rather have him out there at least in center. Now you could always appreciate the power that yeah. Zhang Hall brings. So I'd imagine he actually might get signed back with the brothers. Hopefully, maybe move him to a corner or slot him some more time as a designated hitter. And because Zhang Hall's production. Is still there and still valuable. Probably one that the brothers want to pay for more so than other teams who might be looking at um, bringing up more talent in their pipeline. 
All right, it's time for a debate here on our Expansion Draft show. I know Rob has some strong feelings about Zhang Zhihao with the Rackets and Monkeys and that fit, and I know IFG has some strong feelings about that fit on the other side of the argument. We just heard from Rob, so we'll hear from IFG first. Uh, Chen Chen Wei, the center fielder, what are your thoughts going forward? Chen Chen Wei is perfect and wonderful and has never done anything wrong in his life, and he deserves my center field. Those are my feelings. <laughs> it's clear, no, for a me, clear, it's all, concise you know, like, thesis. I appreciate that. Continue. Um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, Hollywood is annoyingly good, and yeah at least as far as the hitting profile goes and he'd be you know great to have or whatever but i don't know man it's it's just emotional fan stuff for me you know i've spent all season thinking of him as terrible and annoying um so yeah no he's a great hitter but i love chen wei in center field i think he is going to grow really well in that position and i think he deserves to be there um am i going to turn down a, a fourth outfielder that has a stick like Hollywood's? No. Um, and, you know, there are annoying roster implications, but other than that, it's it's not terrible. Rob? It's fine. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Rob, you have some strong feelings about Hollywood, the everyday center fielder. I think so. I mean, uh, for the longest time, the monkey's been saying they need a center fielder. They need a center fielder. It's been like that for the past, oh, at least four or five years now. Um, and here you go. Here's your chance. You got one of perhaps one of the best center field overall, I guess, overall. Like in center fielder. You know, you can never have a bit, you know, you can have it. You can never have enough better player. Right on your team. So, so if you if Zhang Zihao is the option, then go for it. But I do think, uh, but I do think for Zhang Zihao will be the case. So, whoever, whichever team offer the most money, he will go there. But uh, I think that's the case. And uh, I think mon mon Monkey's priority will be a pitcher first. Once they get exactly. a pitcher, they will worry about they will worry about uh, Zhang Zihao, whether they can Zhang Zihao or not. Uh, in terms of and in terms of Chen Chen Wei. I think the monkeys playing eventually they will move him back as a middle infielder to be to go ro you know either rotate him between him as shortstop or him with uh Goyen when at second base. So that that's that's my take on that. IFG? I'm not excited about the idea of moving Chen Wei to second base, but besides that, honestly if the, if the monkeys are spending money and there is some any realistic limit to the amount of money that they're spending, I really, 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 really would just love them to buy pitchers. Like, that's what we need, more than replacing outfielders right now because we've got a gazillion outfielders anyway. We're fine. Um, we need pitching. We need a lot of pitching. I would love for Carpenter to come back and be our third best pitcher next year. Please do that instead of buying Hollywood. And you look at the center field situation, too, you say, Rob, that they've been wanting a center fielder for ages. First off, you could argue that the Chen Wei uh, position switch has filled that gap. But even if you don't like that, and I know you aren't in love with that long term, 
uh, Chang Chin, excuse me if I may have botched that pronunciation just a little bit, uh, but he's up and coming. He had some time with the first team this year. He's a guy who could fit in too, no? Yeah, so Chen Qin and, and, and Chou Dan, those two supposedly be, you know, they are the next generation that's coming out. However, they are not, they are, both of them are not ready. That's a problem. Their development has been quite, well, I guess, did not meet the expectation, I guess, in a way. But again, this is the risk you'll get when you're signing high school player. You know, you, you cannot expect them to become first team ready within you know, one or two years. You need to give them more time. And this is where Hollywood come in perfectly. You give that three or four years of buffer and then the prospect will get ready and then the prospect will take over. And, you know, it, it seems like the perfect way to do it. But, um, and once again, I just want to, uh, and also, you know, with next year, with all the DJ Spo, you do you do want a big bet right. in the center field. And may, in terms of way, I don't think, I think we might see the, you know, how would you say it? We might see the power and the, the sucking percentage drop well, a lot next year. So, so I, I don't know. I, I still think Hollywood will be the best ocean. But again, I do, you know, send the picture first and then you worry about Hollywood later. Daniel's bursting to tell us more information about the technical side of free agency. Uh, so let's swap back there for a minute. Daniel, what do you have for us? <laughs> I've officially bursted. There you sorry go. for those of you wearing earphones. <laughs> um, okay. So, just here's the deal. So, uh, for a free agent to move a team, the new team has to pay uh, two and a half times the, the annual salary of the previous year. If, if, if the new team can compensate one, draft, one first-round draft pick, then it goes down to one and a half, one and a half times, so one hundred and fifty percent of the previous year. Or, the new team can submit a protection list. I don't know how many people, and the new and the old team can pick a player that's not among the protection list, and with that, uh, plus the uh, one and a half times uh, uh, fee of the previous year. However. If it's after uh, if, if it's after December thirty first, the the idea is that you know after December thirty first, if there are players that are still out there to want to expedite the the process and want more players to be signed, every you know all the all the compensation cut gets cut in half. So if it's a straight up trade, you know a straight up sign, then it's uh one one and a quarter times the last year's salary if it's if you want to use a draft pick from the first round of the following year or the protect or the player from the non-protected list it's go it goes down to 75 percent so at the end of the day it's a lot of money that you have to pay the original team if you want if you want to buy a free agent and so make sure your player is valuable and worthy of that money um if you're a team and if you're a player i'm sorry but it kind daniel of... absolutely swore here so i can't edit that properly so i'm just sticking this little bit in here that's it for me oh i don't know if patrick is oh i should probably having... unmute my mic shouldn't i <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh i said thanks for making me break out the beat button really appreciate that uh thank you very much for that though uh great information right there anyway uh evan 
let's turn to you. We haven't heard from you in a while. I just want to look at that free agency board and assess it from the four teams. Which team, which players, I guess, are fit for each team as it goes into free agency as they start looking at team improvements? What's a move that would make sense for each team? It's hard to really say because there's, I feel like in, at least for the, the not including the dragons, the a lot of the situations seem kind of set. Um, obviously, the like the Lions outfield are set. Um, I know we were just having the debate about uh, the monkeys and their outfield, but that that seems pretty set. Uh, it'd be the Dragons if they. It depends on if they have the money or not. I think would be the most likely to make moves in free agency um, because they have, because they, their roster is, I would say mostly uh, minor league level. Um, there are, uh, of course there are uh, major league level players on the dragons, but uh, for the most part, it's sub uh, par compared to the other four teams. So I think they would be most likely to make a move. Uh, I'm just looking down the list right now. Chosuchi, we mentioned him uh, on the free agent list right now. Lin Yu Ying, the catcher on the board. Is there a team that maybe could use another catcher or a starting catcher? I mean, I mean I would imagine, there's just so I many spots. Uh, there's so few spots, right? I mean, I think Lin Yu Ying uh, is likely to head out uh, because the Guardians have. Um, Taipei Fong and um, who else? Uh, Zhang Jingda. Yeah. I know they're trying to develop as a catcher. So I think he's, um, if he, I think he's probably the most likely uh, big name to be uh, headed out there. I wouldn't be surprised if the Dragons pick him up. Is there a team? I'm going to open this to Rob too, just because he knows too uh, the history between the Guardians and the player more than anybody else, but is there a team that will take a shot on Hu Chin Lung? Or is he done in the CPBL? Rob? Guardian have reportedly putting Hu Jinong on opening on the trade block. You know, basically they're saying if you want Hu Jinong, come talk to us. So um they also told the media that he is no longer part of our organization's future. <laughs> so that makes it really clear what will happen to him. So uh, that could be the first uh, trade in years then, right? <laughs> I, that's well. That's the problem. I mean, there's a similar way to tackling this. I mean, Hujinong salary is quite high. That's the problem. And so, if you trade for Hujinong, that means you will have to take his, uh, you know, you have to take his salary, which is like two hundred, two hundred or three hundred k. I can't remember anyway. Doesn't matter. Uh, it's quite high anyway in terms of CPB standard. Right. And maybe we will see M Sunny. Well, that's the thing. I don't know whether they can make a trade and get Hu Jinong to agree to a pay cut. If if that's allowed, Normally, then maybe we will see that happen. It, if not, then maybe the best way to do it will be wait another year. <laughs> you pick up Hu Jinong as a free as a true free agent when uh, Guardian release him. His situation. Normally, you would say you know, fit for the Dragons because he's a guy who's been around forever. He's a leader. 
but last year suggests that maybe not he, the leader in the clubhouse. Uh, yeah, he does have that a bit of a clubhouse drama. It's outspoken, and the, the whole thing about the the whole phone incident it could be a joke. I don't know, but it's uh, I definitely piss off the management. You know? Oh yeah, uh, I mean, uh, definitely piss off the, the owner. Cut. Definitely piss off the owner. Yeah. Yeah, you piss off the owner. This is what you don't want to do. You piss off the manager. Maybe the owner can fix that. But when you piss off the 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 person who cut your check, then oh boy, you're in trouble <laughs> because you know they, this is what will happen. Like they rather they rather send you to a funky jail for good than you know they just keep paying you, but they don't give you any opportunity to play. So this is what this is what happened to him. Uh, he is he will be a good fit to the dragon, to be honest. But there is always a but. Ye Junzang was the manager of uh, the Dragons manager. Ye Junzang was the manager of the Fubang Guardians. So you probably know, you know, you probably know who quite well, and and then had had deal with, you know, his BS in the past. So <laughs> maybe that it, that maybe that's the reason why he doesn't want to, you know, he will not, he will, he doesn't want to get another clubhouse cancer. You know, he doesn't want to bring another club cancer over to the Dragons. Strong words. Uh, we are approaching 5.30 p.m. Taiwan time, which is supposed to be our ending time slash 4.30 a.m. for the live version of the show. There is going to be a podcast version a little later on, as long as the recording thing works properly. Uh, so let's not immediately stop, but let's just uh, start winding things down, looking at this list. We've covered pretty much everything. So, uh, Daniel... I'll start with you. Any other things you want to mention before we hop off? Uh, well, uh, we'll be getting to Millville on my podcast. Tune in to Rants with Danny She next week. Probably coming out on Monday, U.S. American time. Um, but yes, Tim Millville uh, and I have coordinated uh, uh, interview time. So I'm excited about that. Um, and other than that, um, the last couple of weeks had, or uh, last couple of days have been very boring without CPBL baseball. Um, just, uh, trying to find new stuff, uh, to post on Twitter until my contract is up. Um, but yeah, make sure to continue to support CPBL Twitter and CPBL in general in the coming years. Cool. Daniel Shi, uh, thanks for joining us today. Rob, your turn. Anything you want to uh, promote? Anything you want to talk about over the last few days about the CPBL? Your turn. Uh, not, not really. I mean, I mean, you you already all follow me on Twitter, so that's where I get most <laughs> of the stuff. So, so uh, I'll be doing some stuff during the off season and the blog eventually. Yes, I do have a little stuff coming on the blog. Uh, I just been uh, a little burnout with baseball, so, so I got a little draft right now. That you know, but uh, eventually I'll get around to it. So, yeah, you know where to find me. All right. Ryan, your turn. You have some uh, Plus League basketball stuff you've been doing, commentary-wise, as well as the baseball you've done over the year. Anything you want to uh, share or talk about? Well, well, things are to be seen, to be determined, because this afternoon I just had a handshake agreement to join the league as an employee, so we'll be uh, getting started next week. As for maybe... Uh, final send-off for our CPBL conversation. Interesting guys to know um, from the Dragons of past include the three-time manager and championship manager, Xu Zhenming, 
unfortunately passed away years ago before we believe his time. And then they also had um, golden arm, and then the record holder for all things CPBL is a guy by the name of Zhang Taishan, Zhang Tarzan, and he's going to be the hitting coach. And their current manager, Daddy Leaf, Ye Jun Zhang, former player of the Dragons as well, and then the Signal Bulls, and then the brother Elephants. I've talked to him a long time ago. That was a lot of fun for when it was back in the day. So exciting stuff for the CPBL going forward. Hopefully you can stay out of the negative news headlines from now on. Thanks, Patrick. All right. Thank you very much, Ryan. Uh, good luck with everything basketball-related as well. Make sure you follow him and keep up to date with that Plus League Basketball if you do like the sport. It's going to be going for the next little bit across the winter. IFG, your turn. I know uh, all of us have been talking about Leadom. You kind of led us onto that bandwagon. Uh, that's been a lot of fun. Do you want to just talk about that a little bit or and or whatever else you have uh, to talk about? Uh, not a whole lot besides that to talk about. Um, I would definitely encourage anybody who's not already in on the bandwagon to jump on. If uh, you are missing baseball, you're missing baseball. There's a, a wonderful six-team league in the Dominican Republic that I've been following for a few years now. Um, and it's, you know, super cheap to join. It's $20, takes you the whole season, brings you all the way up to almost to when pitchers and catchers report for MLB if you're focused more on that league than anything else. Um, and will certainly bring us pretty close to... Uh, spring training for CPBL as well. So um, feel free to hit me up if you're interested in that. Um, that's a, yeah, I think that's really all I have to bring up. Thank you so much for having me on the show today, Patrick. All right. Thanks for hopping on. Evan, uh, you are our final panelist on our roundtable today. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to bring up as we close out the show today? Yeah, I mean, uh, just seems like before we know it, in a little less than four months from now, the 2021 season will be underway. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I guess I'm also kind of looking forward to uh, when the schedule comes out because I'm kind of curious to see how that's going to be organized with an uh, odd number of teams. So, yeah, not too long away. And, yeah, thanks for having me on today. All right. Thanks to everybody, uh, including you, Evan. Thanks to everybody who hopped on today for our CPBL expansion draft live reaction show. Didn't turn out to be as live as we wanted it to be because they decided to drop the results an hour early. But we hope you enjoyed it anyway. Enjoyed our free agent discussion as well. That about wraps it up for us today. We hope your team didn't lose anyone big. Or if you're a Dragons fan, we hope you're happy with the four players they selected. Daniel Shi, Rob from CPBL Stats, Ryan Chen, Infield Fly Girl, and Evan Escher, not a sports journalist, is his tagline. Thank you all for joining. For all of them, I'm Patrick Melbourne. Have a fantastic rest of the day.